as a result of this week's movie, um, I will be temporarily suspending my lesbianism mm. um, because. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> because I didn't know, but I didn't know that movie boyfriends could be this great. <laughs> so if they make them like that in real life, I'm looking for you, boy. Hello, sign us up. <laughs> <laughs> what we watched this week, Sid. This week we tuned into Olympia, a release 2018, written and starring, written by and starring Mackenzie Chen alongside Charles Andrew Gardner. So let's get into it. Hey, I'm Lex. Hey, y'all. I'm Sid. And this is The New Chitlin' Circuit. We review indie, low-budget, and direct-to-TV black films. This week, the 60-second challenge is brought to you by you the listener so go ahead and like and subscribe while you're here lex will be giving us the plot and summary of olympia in 60 seconds or less are you ready i'm ready all right let's hit it okay so olympia is a young black woman like classic millennial story she's in her late mm-hmm. 20s and she is distraught yes <laughs> she feels stuck in her career she's an artist um, mm-hmm. She's working dead in like a uh, receptionist job. She hates her yep. mom is really sick. She's terminally ill. Her mm-hmm. sister is a, is older than her and is also a happy lesbian. That's a lot of pressure to be around. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Olympia has this incredible boyfriend who mm-hmm. is a little bit more mature than her yes. and is ready to just, you know, make life happen, whatever that means. Like, you know, but mm-hmm. Olympia is struggling to figure out how to balance her love for him, her right. anxieties about the future, and the right now. Yeah. And she just figures it out all in Chicago. That was beautiful. And you have five seconds to spare for the listeners. Woo! So, spoiler alert, this is available on Amazon Prime to stream. Yeah, so go ahead and watch it. But we're about to get into it. Sydney, what did you think of this? You know, I, I, this movie, I told you earlier, it made me think a lot some a lot of self-reflecting moments in this movie i'll start from there um i think a lot of it is probably just due to covid and being in the house all the time at this point it made me miss a lot of social things that we haven't been able to enjoy this year really uh it made me just miss simple things like running late to work you know every Mm -hmm. once in a while or (laughs) like you know being able to just like randomly pop up at somebody's house just because i can't what a time yeah what a time um, but also made me think about what it means to, I guess, be an adult and how we just kind of have to go through all these weird and crazy things that are a part of life and somehow still be okay with it and just push through with it, which I think we should just need an adult break. I would like to have the same responsibilities as a 10 year old every once in a while, which is every nothing. once in a while, you know, yeah. so, yeah, but I liked it overall, but it made me think a lot about my own life. What about you? You know, I I thought this movie was one of the cutest movies I've seen in so long. Um, yeah. Partly because of the, I think the, the stakes in the movie were pretty bearable. You know, mm-hmm. like, growing, sadly, you know, as you grow up, losing a parent is a part of life. But that's the heaviest yeah. thing that Olympia does have to deal with, you know, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to other movies about, like, uh, that's not a midlife crisis. What do you call the like twenty nine crisis? <laughs> oh, because it's past your quarter life crisis. Yeah, I just <laughs> it's 
that oh yeah because that 29 30 year old yeah i'm not doing enough that just seems unbearable i don't don't think i'm ready for that yeah yeah so like other movies about that sometimes get a little dark but this kind of kept it a little upbeat so it made Mm -hmm. me i was really engaged watching it there's these like uh like doodles that happen over the movie like Like you can, like, it's like someone drew on the screen. It's very pleasant. I love that. Yeah. A lot of bright colors. It's just very playful. So I really liked watching it. Um, And I, I think I'm a sucker for this genre too. Like a frustrating female Mm -hmm. protagonist. We had this with, um, uh, in the weekend, Uh, we watched a few Ah, weeks ago of, you know, but she was really like, she I was feel a like mess. Olympia, she was a mess. <laughs> Olympia's <laughs> not that Olympia, bad. Yeah, Olympia was more self-aware <laughs> yeah. than Homegirl in the Weekend. You know, so. what I actually, the note that I have down in like my general feelings about it, about the character Olympia, she's kind of uh-huh. like a monogamous Nola Darling. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> right? Because Nola Darling, oh my God, Sis couldn't get it together for like for anybody. If Nola Darling had one steady boyfriend and and good art, this yeah. is who she would be. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know? That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> so in wow. general, I thought the movie was fun and real, and I, I mm-hmm. thought I liked the brand of artsy that it was. It, it's kind of because Olympia is an illustrator. She she all yeah. of her art's very colorful. The artsiness yep. of the movie is very approachable because it's all so colorful and playful. You know, I agree. My first note was like, I'd I'd have any of this like art, like a print, whatever she's selling yeah. in my apartment. I would totally put this on my gallery wall. Yeah, so, that's exactly like, what that's, I thought. <laughs> that's the thing. I I don't think I put any Nola Darling's art in my house. Hell so. no. Nah. <laughs> that's why she couldn't sell none of them damn papers. Yeah. She was not mm. a good artist. <laughs> yeah, I would not put none of her stuff in my apartment. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. Yeah, I would walk past her at the gallery opening. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she said, hey, girl. Hey. Um, hey. Hey, queen, in this sleeve. But yeah, that's what I that's what I liked about this movie. And I'm ready to get into yeah, the nitty gritty. I want to talk about, first thing I want to talk about is the opening scene. Girl, let's do it. That's my, <laughs> my, one of my favorite things in this movie. It was so cute. Uh-oh. I thought it was so cute. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> so the, the movie opens up. In the morning, they're waking up at mm-hmm. Olympia's apartment, and she late. <laughs> Relatable, sis. I said, oh, I almost shed a tear when she was like, cause I said, damn, I miss running late for work and then having some tired-ass excuse when I get in the office <laughs> about why I was late. Thanks to New York, though, you can blame everything on the subway. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, she wakes up late, and her boyfriend, um, Felix is his name, um, is laying mm-hmm. next to her and th- he's like it's like this really fine-tuned dance that they're doing in the morning that he yeah. knows her so well you know yeah. she's like no i'm not gonna eat and the time it takes her to put her pants on he has already he, prepared he an done egg fried an her. egg yeah. and <laughs> buttered some toast oh what a oh. man <laughs> you know um, and, and oh, no go ahead go ahead go ahead I was just going to say, I, the, the scene is so effortless. Like, it's a really good capturing of who they both were. In those 60 seconds, I immediately learned exactly who they were as people and Definitely. how they were together. Definitely. Because my only, my only issue with the scene is because, you know, Felix, being the great boyfriend that he was, offered Olympia $20 to take a cab. 
instead of getting on Chicago train system, I don't know if there's subway the CTA, L. the L. Okay, she getting on a train to get to work and be late. Sis, take take his money. He's giving yeah. you twenty dollars. He got he work at a tech firm somewhere. He mm-hmm. got the money. Honey. Yeah. So, Swipe mm. that software coin, girl. Swipe, come on, girl. <laughs> But I, that was so cute, though, because he's like, no, you're late. There's no need yeah. to get on the, the train. Here's the money. And she says, OK, fine. Cab. And she takes it, closes the door and just slides it and right slides back under the back. door. <laughs> I said, girl, please. Mm-mm. So, when I pocketed that and got me an Uber on the way to work. Hello. Mm-hmm. So from the go, you realize that not only is she a little disheveled, a little disorganized, she's also uh-huh. stubborn as hell. Yes. <laughs> you know? Very much so. Yeah, but I thought that was oh. cute as hell. I loved the opening. I got immediately excited to watch the rest of the movie when I saw that scene. Definitely. Definitely. That was my favorite. Oh, that's the first, my fave scene. I have three, but that's my top of the three fave scenes that I took note of. Yeah. Um, what else is going to go into? Also, just kind of want to touch on all of this, like the lovely, like animated graphics now that each played a part in like Olympia's mood throughout the movie. So mm-hmm. when she gets to work, they have this like, I don't know, this sullen stick man character who is just like her boss, this man who was just on her back. And, you know, rightfully so, because Olympia was being late all the time and you're a receptionist, yeah. so you need to be at your desk at the right time to get calls and stuff and make sure people know what's going on. Yeah. But at the same time, I just don't take very kindly to uh, people not understanding tardiness. That was my own gripe with the movie, being someone who is... Uh, usually late you didn't think your people were represented well tardy people i don't i don't think so i think they could have given olympia more grace Hmm. um (laughs) in in those moments well see it as a receptionist the whole job is to be there like there's not much outside of being there you just have to be there that's and she, when she was there she was there was she not there <laughs> <laughs> okay you're right when she was there she was there I, <laughs> that's tijuana jackson logic what you see is what you saw what you see okay. is what you saw go check out last week's episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah she was there but i know, loved all like the little um when when she would see like felix his little photo up at her desk it's like a heart that would just like form around the photo that was so cute or when she mm-hmm. knows she was going to meet him it'd be some character with like googly eyes and a heart painted over the sunset just a lovely touch to the movie it was yeah it was very cute you're right it was it just, lifted yeah, the really, whole really tone cute. every scene like it yeah. really like the doodles kind of put us in her mind because she's a she's right. an illustrator so we constantly see her doodling um mm-hmm. which is like i think receptionist is the most doodle conducive <laughs> job yeah. in, in the in the world ever <laughs> no i agree because unless something major is going on you're just at your desk all day yeah you can just that, doodle yeah you just yeah. so what i'm gonna do um in each scene i'm just gonna make sure i hit um these notes because the conclusion that i drew from this movie is that felix is the world's greatest boyfriend so <laughs> clearly in the in the opening scene, it's true. Like we just described, he's literally like nothing but a benefit to her day. <laughs> you yeah, know? and he's cute. He's cute as hell. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, Felix is the type of man I would date. That's in my notes. Mm-hmm. I wrote that down. So yeah. after she like leaves from work, she goes to visit her mom in the hospital, and you see just a tiny little visual detail: the flowers mm-hmm. on the table in her mom's hospital room are from Felix 
Yeah. Not Felix and Olympia. Just Felix sent her flowers. Like, so clearly they they have a connection. Right. What a guy. What a great boyfriend. <laughs> you know, the hospital scenes were like, it's it's really sad to think about, you know, the, the end of life for people in your life that you mm-hmm. love so much, especially like uh, Olympia and her mom clearly had yeah. a very strong relationship, you know? Right. Because we find out that her father abandoned them, her sister and her mother, when they were kids. And he, he is alive and well, apparently, but he is just taken off on some world adventure. And they don't really know where he at. Ever. Yeah. I, I got a question <laughs> about that. So I yeah. thought that he abandoned the mama when she got sick. That he, Same. He left when they was kids? That's what it made it seem like. Like, um, I guess towards, like, or the climax of the movie when Olympia is going through a lot after... Uh, the tragedy um and then she gets an email from her dad he's like i know i haven't been in your life since mm-hmm. you were a kid or something like that oh okay so i, I was like oh that. so he'd been gone uh, yeah yeah so how you get my email that's mm. true <laughs> but yeah so it's really hard and like i think the most like the biggest key that sparks olympia to make some changes in her life is hearing mm-hmm. her mom talk about this is a, a later hospital scene before her mom like does pass away. She talks yeah. about uh, regret and her mom's just mm-hmm. saying there's so many things that I should have did, you know? So don't, yeah. don't not be doing stuff, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know? And that's what Olympia needed. Um, but the, the Which is first crazy. I was cause you think like when you're 29 and 30, or at least when you're younger and you think of 29 and 30 as you just like, man, like this is my life is about to wrap up. When in reality, you are yeah. still very much a young person who has so yeah. much to look forward to, you know? So that was, that was a little punch in the gut for me. Cause I've been feeling like that lately. <laughs> so the, what challenges Olympia? Cause she's kind of she's just kind of stuck in the same rut. Like she just kind of keeps mm-hmm. doing the same thing, going to this job late, late. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, leaning yeah. on Felix all the time. And he's, oh, he's so strong with a man. Um, <laughs> hanging out with her friends, hanging out with her sisters. This is the same shit. So mm-hmm. what shakes it up is Felix gets a job offer. Well, not a job offer. His job is moving to California and they yeah. live in Chicago. So yeah. he just got this job. Um, they and need the money. They need the money. It's a good software job, good company. Yeah. So he's he's thinking to take it, and he's inviting Olympia along. <laughs> and then Can she's we fly business class. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> Not Olympia though. Her ass. Ooh, she girl. stalled for the entire like movie. <laughs> you know, she just felt so scared about it, and I so like I didn't understand. <laughs> Same. I think that was, I think that built my frustration with Olympia's character. Because mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm like, why not go? Like, you know, your sister is yeah. fine. She and her wife and their kid, they have their family. They're set in Chicago. Your mom just passed. So, like, yeah. you know, you don't have to, like, stay here to make mm-hmm. sure she's okay or take care of anybody. And you don't like your job anyway. Yeah. So and you, she got leave. fired. You know, <laughs> yeah. And her best friend moved to New York. To New York, so great. There's nothing. There was literally zero keeping nothing. her in Chicago except fear. You know, so yeah. that's where the friction came with me with Olympia's character too, because I mm-hmm. I was literally screaming at my <laughs> at my TV. There's a scene. You know, the Felix is so gentle and patient with her. 
the yes, first time that. he brings it up, you know, the day after he comes back from work and they tell him, you're going to have to pack your bags, mm-hmm. brother. <laughs> yeah. He comes back and say, yeah, you know, the company's moving. What do you think about that? And she was yeah. like being all weird. What and a then, great communicator. Cause he told her like immediately. Wow. Yeah. And he, Ugh. he made sure this is, they're at a dinner party. This is a scene. They're at a dinner party with uh, her lesbian sister. <laughs> and, um, it could have come up at the table, but he withheld it because he wanted to tell Olympia first. He didn't want it right. to catch her off guard. So when he does get the chance, he's being gentle about it and like showing her that he's kind of excited and it's a it mm-hmm. can be a fun thing. Right. She avoids the topic. She says some shit like, you know, we ain't even married. And he says, oh, would you want to? I would. I want to marry you if yeah, you want to get you married. You told me when we started dating, you didn't believe in the institution of marriage. <laughs> so yeah. I'm trying to work with you, Olympia. <laughs> <I really am. laughs> so and where you at on that, sis? Like, where you at? <laughs> making the heart of my man's here. And he could be out taking care of some other girl. Okay. Mm-hmm. Me. fooling with you. <laughs> Thank you. Felix so, out here taking care of me. <laughs> and he, you know, hanging around with you all day. And you're not even mm-hmm. really feeling him like that, it seems. So. I would be eating peanuts in the sky on the way to Cupertino. He would not Hello. have to tell me twice. <laughs> no complaints. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and she just, so what I love about her character arc. So from that first scene where he brings mm-hmm. it up, it comes up like two or three more times and she just like kicks the can down the road. She avoids it. She shuts him down. Yeah. And he just gets progressively like he keeps trying to find different ways to like try and open her up and like uh-huh. not open her up to sway her but open her up to just be fucking honest like because like, she's just why being don't avoided. you want to go right it's, yeah it's simple at this point because i'm gonna go as you can tell yeah he's in like a load of debt anyway he opened up this music studio that uh-huh. didn't work oh, yeah. out and he needs to pay back whatever loans he took out and he can't just not take this job and sit around in chicago and mope around with you and y'all yeah. both gonna be broke that ain't fun that's not cute <laughs> it's not cute <laughs> that's also a set like a third the third point as to why felix is the world's best boyfriend he mm-hmm. somehow makes being a singing ass nigga not annoying i think it's the guitar <laughs> it is the guitar because you know i hate a nigga who just be wanting to sing to you all the time i just so annoying <laughs> point him out say it by name jacques <laughs> Okay, yeah, I'm definitely talking about Jacquees, but <laughs> but like it just those type of niggas in general. But he makes it so cute, mostly because he's not doing e. <laughs> it's just like really like indie rock type of. Like, he's he's giving. Uh, it's a lot of um. Hey there, Delilah. What's a lot it? of I that. Like that. <laughs> it's real like that. It's like a yeah. cross between. Uh, Maroon 5 and Neo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good. He could probably dance like Neo, but he plays the guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Like so yeah. that's another point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if we want to get in, just keep going to Felix, my second favorite scene, which was, um, this is a meet cute because it was very cute. Mm-hmm. When we get to how Olympia and Felix first met and she's, I don't know, at some open mic thing with her and her best friend <laughs> and her best friend goes to the bathroom. Olympia's there like doodling and drawing Felix, who's performing at the time. He approaches so her. He's like, oh, my God, what's your name? And offers her a beer. And they get chit-chatting. They realize he realizes she's drawing a photo of him. And then they just kind of hit it off. And they talk all night about their dreams and they beat back up at her apartment afterwards and make out a little bit. He sings her another song. It was 
so cute. I loved it. Here's the here's the detail I caught <laughs> in the in the meet cute. This uh-huh. is point number four why Felix is the world's best boyfriend, and I need me a man like that. Yeah. <laughs> he bought her and her friend a drink. If you is coming up to a woman in the club, in a bar, at a party, it don't matter. And mm-hmm. she is with her friends. Understand me. You cannot buy just the girl you want a drink. You need to buy everybody yeah. a drink. Okay? Because if you want her to like you for real, sh- show the coins, sir. Yeah. Because like, let me tell you good. one thing. At the end of the night, when if, if a girl goes out with all of her, you know, girlfriends, you have mm-hmm. to convince those girls if, the, if you want to separate and go home with him or you want to separate yep. and take a walk with him or go to another bar with him, you're going to have to convince your friends to be okay with that. Sure. <laughs> and they're not going to be okay with it. You walked up, bought her a, a shot of tequila. And we <laughs> sat on one side of the bar yeah. with her. No, you need to. This is We all out as a group. So join. This we know group, you want sir. the friend, but join us as a group right now. Yeah, we're okay, people. If you really want the attention. So. And buy us a drink. Yeah. <laughs> so he knew that etiquette. He literally, when Olympia's friend comes back, um, he says, oh, hey, you know, I'm Felix. Um, what are you drinking? And, all right. I'm going to. I'll be right back with beers for everybody. Like, that's how you do it. And Felix knew that didn't have to be told. Grown man. Grown man. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Um, I kind of like how we're, like, following this thread of how Olympia, like, what makes her grow into being able to actually move to California. So. Yeah. Felix, the first time, it was a no-go, the first conversation. Mm-hmm. And then, so he throws her, this is point number five, why wow, he's great. He throws her a surprise <laughs> party. Loved it. A surprise birthday party. <laughs> I just want to make it known here while we're on the pod together recording. Um, I, at some point uh, in the next few birthdays, would appreciate a surprise birthday party. So you get the girls together. and I'm sure they're going to listen to this episode, but I want all y'all to know, you know, you, all of our friend group, get together. <laughs> and I would like, you know, it doesn't have to be next year. That's too soon. My, my okay. birthday's in February, so Corona's still going to be out. But in the next year or so, I would like a surprise birthday party. So make that happen. We're gonna, we gonna go up for the what for the two six or the two seven? One of those. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Yeah. You, wow. Now you wanted to have that on record, so you did that yeah. on the pod. <laughs> yes, I did. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if I don't get one, I'm telling the world. Got it. And they'll already know because they'll be checking. got it Mm -hmm. okay well felix did this for olympia (laughs) felix and olympia's friend came Uh together and threw a birthday party and like she just every time she's alone with him she just says i don't want to talk about that thing right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah so she's hella avoided it's stressing her out but also it's bad timing on felix's part that's one little doc and it's don't bring that up at her birthday party because clearly she's not really feeling it and we're trying to celebrate maybe bring it up the next day but not at the party that's true but the thing about olympia was is that like i've (laughs) i know people like this i've dated people like this where Uh if you want to if you want to have a tough conversation they go it's just not a good time what's wrong with you why would you bring why would you bring it up at dinner Come on. Right. I just worked all day. What's wrong with you? So you bring it up okay. at breakfast and they say, why would you bring it up at breakfast? I just woke up. <laughs> why would you bring a birthday gift to my birthday party? And then you bring friends. it up at lunch and they say, why would you bring it up at lunch? I'm halfway through I'm trying the day. To eat. <laughs> so it really don't matter when he like. <laughs> so 
takes I could see that. All the way into so after her like mother passes away, like in the mm-hmm. middle of the movie, um, and she kind of she gets involved like after she loses her job, she like yeah. puts her illustrations into a book. That's like her grand like self discovery journey, like her grand yep. like her step- growth moment, basically. Yep, of self growth. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. Thank you, Sid. And it took that for her to like feel a little more okay with the California thing. So point number six, Felix makes her dinner and it looks like a good dinner. Yeah. He can cook too. My note says uh, explicitly putting it down in the bedroom and the kitchen exclamation point. <laughs> Cause he did do that. We he saw the scene. I said Felix. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> So he's making this girl, this stubborn ass woman, dinner. <laughs> um, and he says he does like a really. So he tried bringing it up gently. He tried bringing mm-hmm. it up randomly, and now his third attempt <laughs> is to bring it up decisively. Yeah, he goes, "Come with me. I want you to come with me." Like, cause he's thinking maybe she just needs somebody to make the decision for her. <laughs> right. And he, he bros out all the points, which I think, you know, they were sensitive enough to what she was going through at the time. Like, look, like, your sister is good. Like, she has her family. Your mom, you don't have to worry about her suffering and being, you know, in the hospital anymore. So yeah. there's, Gemma done moved to New York. It's just me and you. Yeah. What do you have to lose? <laughs> like, what, what? And, like, <sighs> this is where Felix, this is, this is point seven. That this is the final mm-hmm. point of why Felix is the world's best boyfriend. Yeah. He, in this kitchen scene, where he's done made his damn dinner for her, and mm-hmm. she, he lays out all the points, like you said, and right. she gets so clammed up, and she gets so avoidant <sighs> and scared and mean to him. Yeah. And Felix, he's not afraid to get real with this bitch. <laughs> and I love that, because... All those other points would make it sound like he's a little bit of a pushover, but he's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? He's been he patient and says, Why are you like, why are you so scared? You're not doing anything here. Like Yeah. <laughs> period. Point blank. That's what 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 you look, you wanna be an artist? You could your art can pop off anywhere at this point. Yes. You, you're not and you're not even really trying at this point to get your art really going in Chicago anyway. Because whatever yeah. like fear you have behind that and putting yourself out there and going to showings and sending stuff to whatever what's it, an agent? I don't know how the art stuff goes. Maybe. But yeah. You know, <laughs> how however the process goes, you are not doing that so that you don't have to be a receptionist anymore and then mm-hmm. you can pursue your art full time. So yeah. now that we have an opportunity for you to not do that, come to California with me. And the Bay Area is full of artists. Come on. Mm-hmm. So what she needs, I thought this was interesting. So clearly they have this fight <laughs> over these mm-hmm. over this delicious meal he has made that no one got to eat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so they they have a falling out. And he's like, we're done here. You can leave. You can go. <laughs> I'm moving to California. You can <laughs> go and uh, doodle all day. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so when she leaves, it's interesting because she does something that typically only men get freedom to do in a movie mm. like this, where they have to go out and just like explore and make something on their own and, and figure things uh-huh. out. 
She goes to a bar immediately after. <laughs> and I... <laughs> my... <laughs> I think, you know, my favorite part of this scene is whenever, like, we all go out together, me and you, and this is our friend groups, <laughs> somehow, some way, a white man will approach. <laughs> you. Um, Not anybody else. <laughs> you. And I'm forced to give my fake name and backstory, <laughs> similar to Olympia. And th- that's my uh, third favorite scene that I have written down here. I'm not going to give my fake name on audio because that's none of y'all business. But I think I, I, at this point, I stick to it very well, I think. Um, and the boys call me that name for the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I thought of you when she threw out the fake name so quickly. <laughs> it's easy. You got to have it ready. Yeah. I thought this scene was a was like the the peak of seeing into Olympia's mind and how she thinks. Mm. Because she's talking to this white man at the bar. Mm -hmm. He buys her a drink. And she goes, I'm not really looking for, like, the whole buy me a drink, go home with you thing tonight. Right. Lie. (laughs) But he goes, oh, clearly. So this white man, this broken white man is sitting Uh up here getting teary-eyed about his divorce. And this bitch's eyes are sparkling, (laughs) lit up. And I was so upset with her. Like, this is what makes your eyes sparkle? Like, you're so scared of someone needing for you to elevate to meet them that mm-hmm. you just just would love to sink down in to the quicksand with somebody else. Yes. What? That's exactly what she was trying to do to make I her feel better. I cussed her out better. for five minutes straight. Oh, did, did you pause the movie when you? No, I cussed her out during the scene. <laughs> I just couldn't believe her. She had my my direct. No, I'll just read it verbatim. Yeah. Your beautiful, perfect boyfriend is, is at home. <laughs> Hate it. Mine said, you don't left that black king in his <laughs> and brought this white man home. That's what my note said. Mm-hmm. It was upsetting mm-hmm. me, and clearly it upset my homegirl as well. Yes, it did. It did. Because <laughs> after you give the fake name, sis, that's the, that's the code of conduct. You give the fake name, you let him buy the drink, and you move on with your homegirls. That's, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Uh. So... Yeah. Yeah, she does end up going home with them. Oh, there's one thing I do have to call out simply because, you know, watching movies, uh, there's we all just have a really thick lens of like, you know, mm-hmm. post, we, you know, post Black Lives Matter, like from way years ago and like post yeah. Me Too of like uh-huh. how things go. And in this scene, he just gets kind of forward a little like rough and creepy by the time yeah, she does. gets him back home. And yeah. I'm really glad that the movie like showed that as creepy and tense because mm-hmm. in other in a romance movie of say 2000 or 2004 or something, right? That would have been her clothes seen. Off, that's mm-hmm. it's, that's just another sex scene. But that would have been I seen did, as like alpha male, right? I did feel uncomfortable when he started to peel her clothes off. I said, "Wait a minute, brother! She didn't no, really say she no. wanted to do that with you." So you, you were moving too fast, Buster. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. Alex. I did want to make a note of that one because it's really tense. So you're like, oh, no, is this? Oh, God, is this a part of yeah. her story? I hope nothing. I hope that's not about to go on here. But it didn't. He left. Enough. Yeah. But, you know, it, it took all of that for her to, like, break down and, like, cry about this thing. And, mm-hmm. like, the next thing she needed as, like, this, like, so her wild oats type of thing <laughs> is to go out and, like, 
it she immediately goes from crying to arting <laughs> like yeah she immediately channels it and makes this like book of illustrations which she had been talking about for years mm-hmm. and, and that's what she needed you know to get out to realize i guess there's something more out there for her which i guess you could say that's growth but I think something else should have been the catalyst for that. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Because she comes back to Felix the next week and he pack it up. Yeah. <laughs> and he she had goes, already secured an apartment. Yeah, like, a studio a at that. So he's making it clear that, you know, if you don't get it together, your ass is going to be here and I'm going to be in Ain't California. no room for you. Yeah. yeah. So she comes into Felix and she says, you know, I." she shows him the book eventually in this conversation and she like tells him that you know i got a remote job so i can do mm-hmm. it from anywhere i can go to california and he goes so what like what the hell what is just happening now <laughs> and she's like i just right. needed some time to go out and think about it and get space or whatever and he goes so what happens if we go to california and you need and, and you, you need... do that and you never come back what am i supposed to do wait for you again no <laughs> put my life on pause she really thought shit was sweet. Mm-mm. Fila said, nah, because if you can't tell me right now that you ain't going to do this same shit when we get to California, you mm-hmm. can pack up this book of illustrations and you can step. Yeah. And, but he was so. still so, like, open. Like, he was dead the fuck serious. Like, he was not yeah. joking with her. <laughs> but he was still like, like, if you need to do that, cool. Like, if that's your de- right. decision-making process, okay. But I need you to guarantee me that you're going to come back. Like, if yeah. you go out and wandering for space, I need you to come back every time. Which means I, take a walk, get mm-hmm. some air, and return home. Yeah. Don't just... Go somewhere and scribble now. on a whiteboard. I don't know. But you yeah. need to be back home. home. <laughs> <laughs> Which is In reasonable. In the words of the, of the great uh, Tony Braxton, love should have brought your ass home last night. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And that's why I love Felix. <laughs> <laughs> Because you got to set your boundaries, King. You can't let you her do. run over you. <laughs> Not set your boundaries, King. But clearly, mm-hmm. I, I related to Felix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I. this is the most praise I feel like we've given, um, like, a Any man. man. <laughs> <laughs> In a very long time. Uh, Sid, you got any more, like, things about this movie? Like, any other scenes that you want to talk about? Um, no, that, those are my, actually at my four scenes that we kind of just got through, uh, oh. and now at the end of the movie, they pack it all up in a <laughs> truck and they're driving across country, which that would break my relationship. Cause I'm not being in a car with no man that long. We need to fly. But that's the cute part. Like I wouldn't want to drive. Like, I don't think I would want to drive for here from DC to Chicago. Cause that's, just not a lot of cuteness in between, but you can you see the Grand Canyon. I guess girl. Mm. You're not feeling That's it. just such a long time to be in a car with somebody. I've not trying to do that. <laughs> I don't care how much I love you. I don't want to do that. Um, if Got I have it. choice. Yeah. But it is a happy ending. It is a happy ending. <laughs> and the, the they pan away and we see a cute doodle of her on top of the Chicago skyline. Yeah, which was great. That was yeah. that was a cherry on top of all of the mess that Olympia put our man Felix through this entire and me. movie. <laughs> that's true and the and the viewer because it was a lot <laughs> yeah yeah well sydney i got a question for you yeah who came to act you know um this this award is near and dear to the show uh it's it's 
a very it holds a lot of weight the who came to act award this is for mm-hmm. that person who at the end of this movie that actor they left it all on the screen and i thought man that they made this movie for me that's that's how great they were and you know in this movie i i think it's quite obvious at this point um i'd love to nominate charles andrew gardner this week uh felix's character for the who came to act award I accept that nomination for Charles. His name's Charles Andrew. He's a great actor, clearly. Yeah. Um, I would also, you know, if this, if he did get a chance to listen to this, Charles, Chuck, if anybody calls you that, um, I have just some questions. I I looked him up. I'm not going to lie. I did look him up immediately after Mm because I was very enthralled by Mm -hmm. his character um, he's married. <laughs> okay, good for you. Congratulations, brother. Um, yeah. <laughs> br- brother, woe day. Woe Okay, yeah. but yeah, no, Stella, like, he was great. Like, I connected so much with his character. Agreed. He was a and great when, actor. Yeah. Give props to for Mackenzie Chen, who uh, played yeah. Olympia. She also, she wrote the screenplay. And I think it was very, it was very much relatable to like, it wasn't too over the top of how people try and do like millennial culture and mm-hmm. how we just are always a mess. Yes, we are a mess like everybody else is yeah. in their like 20s and trying to figure out life after being taken care of, you know, just being an adolescent or whatever for so much time. And all of a sudden I got to do stuff by myself, like make a doctor's appointment. That's stressful. Sick. You know, will you yeah. tell us, because we've been hinting at this, what was like your... What did this movie, like, personally, like, bring up for you? Yeah, for me, it made me think a lot about, I guess, kind of what it means to be an adult and how, like, all of a sudden at this point in your life, you have to deal with so many different things at once and you just got to power through. So, like, dealing with being in a job that you hate or, like, trying to figure out your relationship stuff, which is difficult when you're dating, dealing with loss because this is something you can't, not stop like losing someone who you love and is dear to you and in your family it's just how do we get through those moments and make it out okay which has been on my mind a lot because of covid and you know like the death toll has just been so much in the news and then on top of that black people just being killed for being black it's just it's a lot to think about and you just kind of you just expect it to continue on with life as if you know this is just a part of the story which I think is kind of unfair, but, you know, I guess they say it's a part of growing up, which sucks. So it made me think a lot about that. And then there was a quote that I wrote down um, just saying how, like, being an adult is so uncomfortable. It's overwhelming. It's demanding. And it's never not demanding. <laughs> it was just mm-hmm. like, I said, God, I felt that. Yeah. It's always something that happens. So it was mm-hmm. a lot of self-reflection after watching Olympia. Yeah. yeah, you know what? That really that that resonates with me. I shout out to yeah. Mackenzie's the writer and actress's name. Yep, Mackenzie. Mm-hmm. Shout out to her. Like I in all of the movies of this this subgenre of like comedy of like a twenty eight to thirty year old woman flailing in life, just flailing yep. around, flapping around. Um, this is probably the most relatable of the characters, probably because it's not like Olympia wasn't so hyperbolic. It's just like, you know, she's a few minutes yeah. late to work. Unlike uh, what you call it in the weekend. She was a hot ass. <laughs> 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 oh, sis, can't like, get it right. 
<laughs> or even in that movie, we referenced uh, the Jessica James movie. Ah, uh, yeah. I just, you know, I think the it, the character wasn't as hyperbolic, but I just didn't connect the same way I did with Olympia, you know? But I also think cause Jessica James was, like, dating a white man, and I just couldn't relate. So it was love yeah. in that. Just, I just couldn't There were a lot of things it. I couldn't relate to. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, my yeah. the thing that I would cap my thoughts on this movie is, other than Felix being the man of the year. Uh, yeah, that too. <laughs> other than that. <laughs> is the last note I have is, sis, we're going to need a therapist still oh, <laughs> for yeah. Olympia. For sure. She needs to talk to somebody. Girl, get yeah. your biweekly meeting set up with your therapist because yeah. Felix is going to leave you. That's yeah. what's going to happen. If you don't get your shit together. So, yeah. And so come on, get it right. Do what's best yeah. for the both of you. Get a therapist. Definitely check out Olympia. Check it out. We loved it. Um, And we'll see y'all next week. Check us out next week. We have some very special guests joining the new Chitlin Circuit. Uh, come listen to us with our co-host for the week, BJ and Me Too of the Pilot Podcast. So very excited to have them on. So it's going to be a good show. Thanks for listening. If you're tuning in on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, if you see in five stars right now, just click all of them for us. Feel free to join in on the conversation. You can find us on Twitter at TNCCPod. And check us out on Instagram at New Chitlin Circuit, and that's spelled C H I T L I N.